to the podcast where we talk about the things that are hidden in the shadows. I'm Isaac. And I'm Megan. And on this podcast that you guys have been clamoring for, for us to do, um, now we have like almost uh, 80 followers yeah, on the so page far. alone. We haven't even posted anything yeah. um, until this, because you're listening to this now after. So it's kind of a fast yeah. thing. Anyway, um, on this podcast that me and Megan uh, from Not Your Average Conversation podcast uh, are doing, this one's strictly going to be about paranormal stuff. Our experiences that we've had with everything paranormal you can think of. Yeah. Uh, well, mostly ghost stuff, but um, I think a few alien experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and best another thing we're talking about aliens, ghosts, cryptoids, uh, interdimensional stuff, just anything underneath the weird, the stuff that people put in the shadows. Yeah. Because they don't want to talk about. Yeah. So that's going to be our podcast. Yep. Spooky, spooky stuff. And we'll talk about, and we're going to actually have an episode where we just talk about uh, people's experiences. So, like, you would write into us and we'll share those experiences. Um, if or just you want. read the stories of people's Read stuff. the stories, yeah. Like, yeah. we might have one week where we're just like, everybody send in your stuff. And we don't even read them until the podcast. And that would be kind of cool to get our actual reaction to it. Now, um, information for people about us with this because i know we talked about a few things in our other podcasts but we are both christians mm-hmm. and we're not you know biggity christians when it comes to stuff like that we do have open mind when it comes to paranormal world obviously because mm-hmm. most christians i have met my time with the bible camps i've gone to and the stuff like that they don't believe yeah. those exist or anything like that but i've experienced and you've experienced too much yeah. to think otherwise yeah so um, i mean I- and that's kind of our we approach it in, in that from a point of view because mm-hmm. we believe but yeah. we know and we're not, there's a difference we're not knocking anybody else's religion per se like I don't per se agree with devil worshippers but that's just from what I've experienced um, well if you believe it, what we believe yeah it, it's, it's like I know like some people might not like the fact that we're Christian and doing this but like I said, we're not like the type of, like, not like Westboro Baptist Church oh, okay. or anything like that. <laughs> we're just people, like, I know Christianity, Catholicism particularly, I mean, I kind of, sh- I was raised Catholic and kind of, like, straight away from it a little bit, but I do believe in God, I do believe in all that, and um, that's just me. I'm not going to get pissed off at an atheist. I mean, you're entitled to... Believe what you want to believe. I mean, but everyone's experiences are different, so everyone's religious experiences are different as well, or non-religious experiences. Which, the one theory I have with uh, paranormal, why people don't want to believe in it, mm-hmm. is because if they believe that ghosts exist, they or believe. spirits exist, There's then, we, then, we, then we have souls. Mm-hmm. And if we have souls, it must came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, if paranormal exists, and ghosts mm-hmm. exist, then why couldn't the idea of God exist? And then that leads to more thought process, and Sometimes people do not want yeah. to accept it anyway. Yeah. So anybody listening, we're not the type that's going to like push Christianity on you. It's no, just no. going to be coming from that that avenue. You know, there might be some mentioning of it, but I don't want you guys to be like, oh, okay, I'm not listening to this podcast because you might think that we're pushing that on you. And we're not. The only barely gonna talk about. yeah, barely going to talk about it. the only only I guess category that I get a little bit weary with is and when we talk about like there is going to be episodes where we talk about unfortunately demons and stuff like that. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. But 
and I'll explain later on in our podcast why. Obviously, demons can make anybody feel uncomfortable, but it's, because devil worshiping and all that stuff, it's like the evil side of stuff, and I'm, you know, not a fan of it. But you know, you got ideas or you got ideals, and you want to throw it out there. I mean, I don't mind listening to it, but you know, you didn't want me to be a demonologist. No, I, ugh, I, I, I like literally makes me want to throw up. Like I can't demon like the idea of demons and like stuff like that. Freaks me up. Up. Yeah. It, yeah. So if I act a little query on here when and you'll understand why I'm going to tell you why. Actually, I should just go ahead and dive into it. Right. Like why? You talking about sensitivity stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. But okay. before you get to that. Yeah. Um, so. Premise of this podcast, just paranormal stuff, strictly paranormal from our experiences, the knowledge you've learned, and each episode, like our other one, other podcast, is, is on the same premise. We're going to have a little jar of uh, topics, strictly paranormal topic, type of topics, <laughs> uh, everything from ghosts, aliens, demons, cryptoids, urban legends, local legends, um, maybe Pacific experiences we've had with, with the paranormal, stuff like that. But basically the same thing we got going on. So we're going to pull from the jar every episode, at the end of every episode, mm -hmm. like we did with the other one, for the next episode. But just strictly paranormal stuff. Yep. And every episode is going to be about an hour to an hour and a half long, depending. On these um, Yeah, sometimes it'll be an hour and 15 minutes. Sometimes it'll be just an hour. Sometimes it'll be a little bit shy of an hour. But um, for the most part, it's around that, that time. Um, and it's going to be released every Friday. Um, yeah. So every Friday, it'll come out. And always pay attention to our Instagram because we got a lot of cool things that go out on our Instagram. Like I'm starting on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm going to like have specific haunted locations where I kind of tell you the backstories of the haunted locations and like actual people's personal experiences with that location. Um, and also anybody that wants to send us a ghost story, do it. I've had a few people already do it, and it's kind of interesting, you know, I've actually um, found some people that I can actually connect with because they have similar experiences that I do, and yeah, that's kind of cool. So, send them in. I want to know. Yeah, um, so this episode is strictly going to be basically our ghost stories, yeah. our paranormal experiences, why we believe in the paranormal, and our, you know, your well, I, I don't know why the paranormal followed me around, mm -hmm. but you know why the paranormal oh, yeah. followed you around. Oh, yeah. So, getting into that, um, I don't know if anybody has heard or knows about, like, being sensitive, which, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of learning more about it, um, but for the longest time, I... Used to think the houses I was I lived in were haunted. Like, why is every house I live in haunted? And I would always get crazy dreams, and I'm like, I don't understand. I'm only like eight or nine, ten, eleven. Why am I having these dreams? And then um, that kind of stuff. And why are they following me around? I don't understand. Sometimes it's the same people that are following me around. Um, so I. This paranormal stuff started happening, too, with Isaac, and Isaac noticed it, and Isaac has an interest in paranormal, and then that's when he brought up the idea of me possibly being as sensitive. And you know, we, we tried to find out 
yeah what you technically yeah. are by your experiences because yeah. I, I i don't know if i would really call myself psychic i mean i can't really tell the future i'm starting to learn about a little bit about premonition and stuff like that and i'm thinking maybe that's a little bit of what i have but it's not like a super strong you know um but i've reached out to a couple of people on face on um, instagram that have helped me a lot with this this whole thing and diving into the right avenues to like learn more about it and so yeah so i'm a sensitive so basically what i can do is um this is with the living and the dead i can actually feel residual like energies well, like emotion. emotion energies that kind of thing yeah like um like for instance if someone if they're like a, like if someone is truly evil and you know has a demeanor on their outside to be like oh they're so nice but i can really sense that <laughs> that way and it's crazy because i've done it before with isaac like and it happens a lot when i'm with a big group of people i start getting really bad headaches because of all the energy and i was able to remember we were at um one of your holiday parties i think it was one of the first holiday parties at your work and i was able to pinpoint everybody's thing uh, like everybody's like true self, I guess you would call it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and how they are. And I always tell Isaac why well, I can pinpoint. And it happens with my sister too. It was funny. She used to get annoyed. Um, she would date these guys, and I'd be like, okay, well they have this, 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 this trait, and I just get a bad vibe from them. She used to get annoyed because she used to go, but he's so nice. I don't get with that. And then later on in the relationship, bam, I was right. And yeah, so I could do that. And then with with the dead bullshit detector. Pretty much, yeah. I guess that's what it is. Like, I can, I can, and it's something that it's funny because it happens with my grandmother has a form of this, my mother has a form of this, and then I have a form of this. And so, um, we each do kind of something different. Um, that's a great mystery I've been trying to figure out is mm -hmm. your bloodline and why it's always, yeah. And, um, I have, I have a friend on Instagram that we started connecting. Um, she actually invited me to go on an Instagram live with her, um, for our other podcast. And cause I follow her and she does like really cool stuff on Instagram. You can see and so, oh yeah. Halloween girl forever. Yeah. And, um, she's got really cool content if you want to check it out. Um, but she's really been helping me kind of dive deep and she was talking about lineage because, um, for some reason I keep going back in my head that cause Somewhere in my family blood, I have Native American in it, and I, I don't know why my mind just keeps going back to that, so I don't know if there's something with that, and so we're just trying to, she's helping me kind of, like, figure everything out, because like I said, I normally kind of ignore everything. I didn't want to get into paranormal just because there's an evil side to it, and I really didn't want to open the door for the evil side, because I have had a little bit of a run-in with the evil side before. Um, that was against my, my choose choosing. I didn't want, you know, anything to do with it, but yeah. And, and don't ask me why, like when I really start talking about paranormal stuff, I start getting like really bad headaches. I don't know why. They know. Ugh, I don't know. That's weird. I just don't know. Mm, yeah. And I get kind of like freaked out with stuff a little bit easy. Um, but yeah, like going on our experiences like last night was crazy. There was a crazy amount of paranormal activity happening. Yeah. Like, no. Oh my God. Asleep, I, I like, I woke up cause my son right now is on like a crazy night schedule and, um, 
he's about three years old, almost four. And he had it where he woke up at like 10 o'clock and was like up all night. And so I was like kind of like dozing off, you know, like not asleep. But my eyes were kind of like shutting a little bit. And I straight up heard somebody go, Megan. Was it? Was it Megan or was it? No, no, this, sometimes it's a whisper, but this was not a whisper. This was like, I straight up like turned because I thought it was a family member going, Megan. And I, at this point, I'm not phased by anything because like, as we go past in my past, you'll see like, literally I've had everything. I've been touched, scratched, pulled, pried. Um, my name's being called. I've had doors shut on me. I had lights go off. I had um things physically pick up and shoot down the hallway i mean i've had like everything so and the crazy thing is is i've never really been to a straight up haunted location i mean we technically live in one but... yeah but you know like like something that like paranormal investigators specifically go to because of the paranormal history yeah, the one thing i can say is that well except for the house of san antonio um Paranormal experiences haven't been on a heightened level with like to repeat consistently every single day and get to a point where it's like can't handle it anymore. We got to move. It's yeah. always been like here, there. Yeah, it's kinda, it's, it's then, little things. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, it's not anything super scary either, like demonic. Also, the shadow figure I saw. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. It was crazy because he saw a shadow figure, and then that like. That that opened, I guess, the floodgates because everything. There was like someone going, Megan. There was walking. My son was talking. This I don't even know what the heck was there. I mean, he he has something with him too because granted, kids, kids can. Yeah, he was. He, he talks to. I don't know what. I don't know what he talks to, but he talks to whatever is in floating around, and it's not evil because I don't. He doesn't run away from it, you know. But last night, he ran, because I was in, we have a little, like, playroom for him, and then he, attached to the playroom is the laundry room, and then attached to that is the kitchen. And he ran in the kitchen, and then I heard him, he ran, and he has, right now, a speech delay, where he can't say a lot of words, so he can't really say what he saw. But he came in, and he was going, no, 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 and then slammed the door shut. And I was like... Oh, I just want to go to sleep. You know, go to sleep, Killian. I don't want to deal with this. Well, the shadow figure that I saw looked like it was like his hand was extended out and he was leaning into your grandma who was sleeping on the couch. Because how, how I was looking at it, I was in the kitchen mm-hmm. and where I was sitting, because I was, I think I was eating, I was eating, I had the phone set up, set up on the table so I could look at that while eating because mm-hmm. Killian was in my chair, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's not, besides the point. Um, <laughs> Where the how my vision was, so I was looking at the, my 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 phone, and if I looked up, I can see your grandma in the den, laying asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what I saw in my peripheral vision is looked like someone was leaning in, and it looked like they're about to like to grab, like touch your grandma, and that's when I looked up, and I was like, what the hell? And it, it basically like flashed, like a shadow figure runs, yeah. and I was like, what the hell? And I got up and I looked in the room, and I was like. Oh, it, it, for a second, I felt like someone was in their room, like, checking to see if your was asleep or not. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that same area, because there's, like, two little, like, it's a huge room. It's, like, a, a converted garage, I believe, but it's, it's a big room. We call it the den. And um, there's, like, 
two or three like full couches in there. And um, I was on one couch laying and Killian was watching TV and my grandma was on the other couch. And uh, that area was right that he saw the shadow figure was when I heard like I could like when I think the shadow figure was talking to you. I don't know. It sound but the scary thing is is it sounded like my grandmother. It sounded like her. And that's why I, I thought it was at first. I thought she maybe had woken up and go, go gone, you know, Megan, like to see if I was awake or something. But that sometimes happens like like when Killian has these crazy night schedules and I like I, I'm not dozing off, but I'm kind of like, you know, just resting, right? And I kind of go in between that like I'm resting, I'm not asleep. I'm kind of like in between. I hear my name get called all the time. I can tell you 20 times at least I've heard my name called just within the last couple of years. Like there was one time when um, Killian was a baby and I was getting ready to go to sleep. My back was towards the wall and I heard Megan, like Megan. And it's always a female for some reason. I'm trying to think if I ever heard a male call my name, but it's, it's, for the most part, always a female. It was that time I was at the house in Spring Branch when I was living with you. That, that was another, that was another, that was another entity, that place. Well, I think every, <laughs> every place that me and you live, when it's I the think, house of San Antonio, there's a house in Spring Branch, hell, my place where I live in the ranch and stuff like that. Uh, but the house uh, in Spring Branch had its own level of weird shit that happened. Nothing is, listen to this, nothing that happened at every house has happened here. Yeah. Every single house that we've stayed has had different experiences, but paranormal altogether. Um, San Antonio, you've had, was it a lot of weird stuff? Oh, no. San Antonio. What's called? That's the biggest the thing. The one, so in, the one in San Antonio, because we lived in two, we lived outside of San Antonio, Texas, when I was a teenager and when I was uh, first dating Isaac and yeah right outside in a town called spring branch and then in san antonio in the city limits and we lived in this house it was a super nice neighborhood um oh yeah like one of those like a like a, the cul-de-sac yeah it's like it's kind of like, like the cookie cutter houses yeah. you know it's like it's a really nice neighborhood yeah and so i remember but someone had told me it was actually built on an ancient indian burial ground mm-hmm. but so okay that you know anyways i remember um, there was one time when, for whatever God knows reason, I always slept on the couch. I always slept in the, I could not sleep in my room without someone with me. And so I slept on the couch. I would watch TV, keep the lights on kind of thing. And that's another thing with me is Isaac sleeps with no lights on. But before I met Isaac, there was no freaking way. Because I'm just thinking that. Oh my gosh, creeper. <laughs> no. Just, anyway, so for the longest time when I was a kid, I used to always sleep with the covers over my head because I felt like if I heard something, it gives me that second to not like see something standing over me kind of thing. Okay. That was that was nothing. Keep going. Did you just, okay. <laughs> I think he just farted on the podcast. No one needs to know. That was okay. a ghost fart. Oh, all right. <laughs> floor creaking. Okay. Sound effects. Anyways, so uh, there was one time, and I still like can feel everything like it happened yesterday. I was, I had my back like turned into like my back was 
towards the TV, and my my body was like in the couch, if that makes sense. Like my your face hurts couch. Yeah, like I was like in the couch, and so I had the blanket over my head, and uh, I have two younger at the time two younger sisters. I had a, a like a three or four year old sister, and then I had a sister that was like maybe wait so maybe nine ten, and I heard like. <laughs> Like little kid laughing, and I was like, "What the heck? What is she doing up?" But in my head, because I had heard paranormal stuff in this house before, I was like, "I'm not just gonna meet it. Like, I'm just gonna just wait a second. And I straight up felt little, like multiple little kids touch me, like little kid hands, like touch me. And so they they were all in a row. And they were touching me and they were laughing. Like, hee, like, ha ha, I'm touching you. <laughs> right, I didn't actually hear the I'm touching you part, but they were laughing like that. And so I said, you know, one, you know, I'm just going to pull the covers off real fast, like surprise them kind of, right? And so I said, one, two, and then on three, I pulled the cover off real fast, right? And I, oh, I get goosebumps talking about it. Um, I pulled the covers off and I couldn't see anything, but I heard like, like if if the kids were running away laughing, Mm. right? Then when I was pregnant, I I don't know why, I I don't know why little kids, I don't know. Um, And the scary thing about that is some people believe there is no kid ghost. There's no kid ghost. It's like demons disguising themselves as children. I don't know how true that is. Well, it's a a theory that uh, paranormal investigators, uh, so so it's amongst, so it's amongst them. It's, if, it's if, with, but if, some of them disagree. Some of them agree. So yeah. If that's true, yeah. That could you just imagine how fucking scary that is? Like, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. So they like I didn't see any see anyone, but when I was pregnant one time, um, I remember one time I I used to wake up all I still to this day like, um, I wake up in the middle of the night. At, Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's later, sometimes it's earlier. I just it's always wake up in the middle of the night. And so one time I woke up and I saw like little kid shadow figures around the bed. And then like, you know, when you blink, like, okay, that must have been like, maybe I was coming out of a dream. I don't know. Nightmare type of thing. Don't know. So I blinked my eyes and they were gone. But I literally saw little kid different heights little kid shadow figures around the bed. And that happened a lot when I was pregnant for some reason. On that, about the kids. Um, one thing, information with you that I've learned mm-hmm. that we've just categorized. Yeah. Is there's five ghosts that have been following you around forever. Mm-hmm. At least for a while now. Yeah. And we categorized them best way we can describe. Uh, yeah. Well, these, these, these five different spirits. One or two, count them, with little kids. And you said you've had a feeling it's a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, funny enough, you said the, the boy is afraid of me, mm-hmm. the little girl isn't. Mm-hmm. And I know how the little girl isn't is because I remember one time sleeping in our bed and my hand was off the side of the bed. Mm-hmm. I felt a little cold hand come in and like try to hold it. Yeah. Brief second of me waking up, I thought it was Killian. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Killian was still crawling around. He couldn't stand. Yeah. So I, I shook my hand away and I look and of course nothing was there. There's the uh, the old man, mm-hmm. and we want to say he's what, like in the sixties or seventies mm-hmm. or something. And a connection with that old, the older man mm-hmm. is, um, and I was just kind of like rediscovering 
what the earliest time I can remember ever dealing with ghosts or spirits is we lived in this house and I can't remember, like my mind is kind of distorting the houses. Like I don't know which house is which, but we lived in a, like a trailer in um, one city and then we lived in another trailer in another city. Um, and there, my mom specifically remembers me coming into the room screaming that there's a man in my room. And I think it's that guy. And it's like a shadow figure, but he's wearing like an old-timey suit from like the 1920s and a fedora hat. Well, maybe two of the two of men, because one of the other one's a man. But let me yeah. talk about the old man. Yeah. The old man never causes as much problems. He kind of shuffles around in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. I hear him every now and then, even when you're not in there. He's he's always shuffling around. I hear feet shuffling. Mm-hmm. And a slight, a slight going... Yeah. <laughs> like he's grunting or something. And... Most of the time, you can easily ignore him because he's not really causing any problem. He's just always there. Um, then there's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants to say she's not a little girl, like a teenage girl, like 13 or 11, 12 or 13, somewhere around that age range, right? She's like preteen in a sense, and you've seen her. Is that least... though in the 1800s? Yeah, you saw her in the... the yeah, she's, she's, she has made herself like, like I've seen her multiple different times. And here's the scariest thing about that is okay so i'm gonna kind of make these kind of short um so i saw her one time me and my sister shared a twin bed uh not shared a twin we had twin beds we shared a room it was at my grandma's house and a lot of the paranormal stuff happens at my grandma's house and that's where we live right now is with my grandma so same in my house. grandma's house the with, same house since the 70s do you see her in our bedroom yeah. yeah. So the bedroom I have now was the bedroom that me and my siblings, uh, me and my sister actually shared back then. And so, um, and it's funny, exactly where our bed is, is where my twin bed used to be. Mm. And in there, we had this old timey glider that my mom had gotten. Was it a rocking chair? Yeah. Which my was in the house now and is actually a gift from my mom to us, that exact glider. Because it's like, she got it, and it's like a same chair. Same exact chair, yeah. Anyways, so I was in my room and uh, sleeping, and when, of course, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard... (laughs) Right? And I was like, Phyllis? Like, I thought it was my sister. And so I, I woke up, and I sat up you know like when you're kind of like oh what the hell you know and i sat up and i was looking and i was like wait a second that's not like this time period clothing because she was like the best way to describe what she was wearing is and hocus pocus the sister that gets in the very first scene that gets taken by the emily and like it's taken by the sanderson sisters it's like almost verbatim the same outfit like the white nightgown with the little bonnet. She has blonde hair instead of the brown hair, but she had blonde hair. And um, she was crying with her hands in her head, her head in her hands. And I was like, what? And I kind of like looked in and she looked at me because she had light blue eyes. And then I, of course, I was like, mom, right? Mm. And uh, my mom came running in. She disappeared. Forward years later, right? Uh, so at that time when I first saw it, I was like 10 and this had to be when I was like 13 or 14. And that's when we moved to Texas in that house that that, those kids pressed on me and I saw things. Right. Mm. So I had a project I had to work late on. And so I was up and it was a weekend. So I'm always up 
late. I was always like stay awake during nighttime and wake and sleep during the day type of person, like in my teenage years. And so I was working, I was on the computer and I felt someone staring at me. And I again thought it was one of my siblings. And I look up and the same girl is there. And she's kind of like, she's not crying, but she's kind of like sobbing a little bit. And she straight up looks at me and I'm like, because I've read somewhere where like the computer, like if you stare at the computer too long, it can actually like mess with you. We carry the image from what you stand on the screen into what you're staring at. So I thought for some reason, maybe that's what happened. So I blinked and she stayed there. Like she straight up stayed there and she kind of did a little bit of a smile. Like, you know, when you clear your crying and you Mm kind of smile, like, (laughs) you know? And so I was like, what the freak is that? And so I, I yelled for my mom again. And of course my mom came out of the bedroom. She disappeared forward. Right. Um, so I'm about, I'm 20, about, I'll be 26. So about when I was 24, it was a couple of years ago. No, it was maybe last summer. I'm not sure. But we live with my grandmother and my mom, she used to live in Texas. She now lives here with us, but she would come during the summers with my younger brothers who are around the same age as my son. So they're five, right? At the time they were, when they came, they were like three or four. So we always sit in my grandma's house, the hallway that where the hall bathroom is, the attic is right above it. And then there's a hall linen closet at the end of the hall. And it's super freaky. Everybody that mentions those three things in my grandma's house are just spooky. Right. And, um, well, the fact that the, was it the pan, that was it the, the towel closet. Or closet. Yeah. It's a towel closet, a linen closet. Yeah. yeah. As door always opens. Yeah, but this is the scary part, okay? This is the freaky part. So, uh, I had one brother go, who's that girl? And I'm like, what girl? He goes, I don't know. She's sitting at the bottom of the closet. And this is, they're young. I mean, they can speak, like, actual sentences and stuff. I mean, but I said, who? Take me, take me to where you're seeing this person. And so, and immediately it flashes to that girl that I see. And so I said, she was in here. He goes, yeah, she sits in the bottom, the very bottom. Cause there's shelving. And then there's a shelf at the bottom. That's got a lot of space to the ground. So like literally a small person could fit under and in there. Yeah. Right. And he goes, yeah, she just, she was crying in there. And I said, by chance, what did she look like? And he goes, oh, she had, like, a white hat on and a white dress and blonde hair. Like me. Blonde hair. Like like my brother's. And, yeah. Chill went down my spine. So they saw her, too. Yeah. I... No. <laughs> and that closet door always opens. Yeah, I can always. close it And it's got a secure, like... Like, when you close that door, it securely locks. Like, not locks, but closes. Oh, like I, I turn around the experience to figure out maybe it's, like, air pressure from the one room door closing and the other door closing and causes mm-hmm. it to burst open. No, there is no reason for that door to open other from the fact that someone's turning the knob and opening it. Yeah. No, I saw her, too. Yeah. Um... It's in San Antonio. I just saw her face. Like uh-huh. it was, it was hard because it was dark in the room, mm-hmm. so I could like basically at least see where it was. It was when we were dating, and I was laying on the couch with you, and you were asleep, and I was watching TV. And where I was laying is that TV was in my, you know, my straight vision. If I, if I, I'm basically where I'm sitting is that I can see down the hallway to your room, right? Your room's the last door, and it was open, mm-hmm. right? And I could see. 
the door open. I can see your bed. Of course, the room was dark, but I mean, I can still see like the shape of it and everything like that. And your dresser that was right next to when you walk right in the door to your left. So it's right next to the light. It's mm-hmm. all that. Anyway, what I saw is I saw like someone's head slowly peeking around the corner. Now, for this to happen, someone would have to be literally sitting on top of your dresser, right? Like knees and uh, elbows on the on the dresser and peeking around, which Ugh. I don't know how that would have been possible. But she like she was peeking around in the corner, right? And I could see her whole head and hair as a window that I think you look at. <laughs> no, there's just a curtain moving over here that's like weird and I was just like, Oh my god. And I see her head peeking around the corner and that uh, and her hair coming down because I could see the hair and stuff like that. And the second I look, I see her like whip her head back real fast. Like mm-hmm. oh, you saw me and they move back. Right. Yeah. So I was like, What the Well, fuck? I think we should I think we should forward into Spring Branch too. I think that not done talking about the list. Oh yeah, sorry. I got <laughs> sidetracked. There's so many like stories. So one was a five teenage mm-hmm. girl. She's yeah. been around a long time. She follows you every single place you go. Yeah. And so is all the others. Um and the last one is a man around his late thirties, forties, is mm-hmm. what we think he is. He's the asshole. Mm-hmm. He's the one who causes the problems. He's the one that doesn't like me. And he's the one that's scratched me. And you've heard oh, yeah. mumblings. Um, you patch it thrown in your room and stuff like that. Yeah. It's because of him. He's the a-hole, right? Yeah. And I think he's the one that when I astro projected, I uh, choked out. Mm. Now, if you're going, what? Um, let me tell that side story because it's actually mm. one of the topics we're going to talk about. I have astro projected twice by accident. Now, if anyone knows what astro projection is or you don't, basically your spirit leaves your body and you're able to be in the in the uh, astral plane, as they say, mm-hmm. for a period of time. Same plane that like, supposedly goes through. God, I'm so glad I haven't done that before. Yeah, uh, it's not a happy experience. Um, those who've learned how to do it, or even tried and practiced it, um, my brother was the only person I ever known who's actually tried it, practiced it. He describes it as being very lethargic, being very tired, and trying to move like almost through sand. Um, and he said that when he got to his room. Uh, he's always bedroom. Now he's in his bedroom. He does it. He says basically sat up out of his body. And he could turn around and he see himself still sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able to go to the door. And he thought, "Wait, I'm a ghost. Why would I need to open the door?" So he basically just walked through it. And he said it was like pushing yourself through clouds. Like you still feel it, but it was like walking through air in a sense. Mm-hmm. And he said the other side, it was just darkness. Mm-hmm. Scared him, so he jumped back in his own body. In a sense. Now me, that I wasn't so practiced. I've done it by accident. First time, and the reason why is because a lot of time we started dating, I, I was getting, I was staying over at your place, and I was sleeping the same, oh, I, was, so, I had a weird mess up schedule because I worked overnight. Mm-hmm. So I would sleep during the day, you know, be awake at night, and sometimes my schedule would get messed up when I would stay over and I would fall asleep at night, mm-hmm. right? And I would wake up, like, like taking a nap in a sense, and then do something else. But... um I started getting uh, sleep paralysis or par- paralyzing your sleep. I think I'm saying that. I think I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. Basically, you're frozen in your sleep, right? Yeah. Um, and it happened to me a lot, like a lot of the time. I never saw anything, but I felt things. So the first time I did it by accident, it felt like someone's hands are on my shoulders, and literally my, my arms are crossed, and it felt like someone pushed me and laid me on my back. So I was laying on my side, couldn't see who it was. My eyes are open, right? I jumped out. Didn't know I jumped out. I was in the hallway. I was looking around. And I was like, what? And I, I tried to yell out. And I couldn't say anything. Right? 
And then I felt myself like being like pulled backwards. And I basically woke up and I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. That was the first time. Not a lot happened. The second time and the last time mm -hmm. I ever did it. It was early morning because I remember the lighting in the room, right? Not quite dark time, but not quite light. So like a dusk, you would say. And I was sleeping on my side like I usually do. And I woke up, but I didn't wake up, right? I was frozen in my sleep. And it felt like someone's hand was in my chest, squeezing my heart and trying to pull something out. And I was so angry that I couldn't physically do anything. I was stuck. And I was getting more and more furious every single second to a point where I just felt myself go out of my body. I jumped out. And I was standing on the opposite side of the bed that I was laying on. Your side, essentially. So I could see you, I could see you um, sleeping. I could see myself. And I, and basically, on my back anyway. Um, and I saw essentially who it was. And I couldn't see their face. It was like they were made of like, like almost invisible. But I can see the expression go like, like, holy crap, he jumped out of his body. Like he's like a bat and like, yeah. like that. And then him try to haul around, haul his ass around the uh, the bed to get out of the room. And that's where I ran over and I grabbed him by his throat, picked him up with one hand and I picked up my other hand and I squeezed. And I could feel a throat in my hands. Ew. Yeah. Right? And I was squeezing. So if it literally was a real person, I'd probably break their neck That's how hard I was squeezing. But and I could feel the hands on my forearms, mm -hmm. like like trying to get, get loose. <laughs> and I said, um, I got him. Mm -hmm. But I didn't say it. My physical self said it. Right? Because it sounded like it was off in a distance. Like, I got him. But it didn't come out of my... Wow. Right? And when I said that, it disappeared out of my hands. Like, basically, I was grabbing air. And I felt myself falling sideways back into my body. Woke up. Same lighting in the room, same position that I was laying in, everything. Mm. So like later I went from there to there. Mm. So if I was awake. Um I think because I did that to him, if that was him, he has not shown his face. Mm. Or not been around. Yeah. Because we've not had any bad experiences with ghosts. I don't I know why. I don't know why. I don't know why last night freaked me out a bit. And I don't know if it has a lot to do because I am kind of like opening because I had like my my sensitive I guess part. Yeah, there's only five that follow you around. Yeah. There's other spirits that might see you and hey, who's that? Yeah. So yeah, I'm starting to like research more about myself and lineage and like what being a sensitive is and all of that stuff. Um. But yeah, so the Spring Branch house, we lived in this trailer um, in Spring Branch, Texas, and it literally, like, what I mean, it was in the smack dab in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was off a highway. It was off a highway, but it was still, like, I would literally have to sprint run a couple, like, like a, a while to get to somebody. Like, um, but... Anyway, so we lived in this trailer. It's just in the middle of nowhere. And don't ask me why, but woods creep me. I made a post on Instagram about it. Woods creep me the F out. I don't know if it's like the solitude that's with woods. Like when you're in the woods, you're by yourself. You know, unless you obviously have people with you. But there's, there's sometimes there's nobody around. And that, that freaks me out, I think. Um, so... We were in this uh, trailer, and something just told me, don't go, don't go near.
said not to go outside or not not to go in the woods. I my body just my head just told me not to go in the woods. Anyways, my dad wanted to go exploring and I said I really don't want to go in the woods. I don't trust these woods for some reason. Um now granted the there's a path that really that went near our property but wasn't really in our property that um like like teenagers from a subdivision like on the other side of the I guess highway area whatever they would walk through that to cut through to get to the Dollar General that was like a couple blocks down. Mm. And so uh one night you had to go to work and you work nights. Yeah. And my parents were on their way back from Austin, Texas, which is what, about an hour? Yeah, for where we live. Anyways, at. so I would have to be by myself. And I remember you said, oh, you want me to make some excuse? And I'll say, I have to come in late. I'll stay with you until they get back. I said, no, don't do that. And at that time, we had two, like, um, big dogs. And so I was saying, you know, if anything happens, I feel like they would protect me. Um, we had some sort of, not like weapons, weapons, but they were like, like, if... I was in a desperate situation. I had like a baseball bat and thing. I mean, if someone had a gun, it wouldn't really do much, but I mean, if someone were to break in, I could at least defend myself to some degree. And I have the dogs, you know? And so I said, and when it's pitch black in that area, it is pitch freaking black. And I remember uh, a couple of minutes passed and I said, um, cause there was a room that we had in the house that literally had like no windows and it was like a TV room that we that we used it for. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in there. There's no windows. No one can see me. Whatever, whatever. You know? And I put enough lights on. Something's burning. Hold on. Oh, I hope it's not my chicken. Okay, for those of you, uh, I should get back on here and tell you what just happened. So, something crazy. I don't know if it was paranormal or not. Probably not. Probably just stupid. But a weird coincidence that happened. So before I um, came on here, I left a pot of chicken, boiled chicken, um, for chicken tacos on the stove. Um, so basically I had three chicken breasts, frozen chicken breast, and I filled, it was in a big stock pot, and I filled that, all the water up so that way I could use chicken stock for other stuff. And I filled it all the way up. Before, like, when we were really ready to go with the podcast, my mom came in and said, hey, you want me to turn it down? And I said, yeah, turn it down. And she checked it. Nothing was sticking. Nothing was whatever. And I've done this hundreds of times where I've left the chicken on the stove. I even left it on high before, and I never did that because I put the same amount of water in every single time. Anyways... We were doing the podcast and all of a sudden, smoke. I started smelling smoke. And that's when in the podcast you hear, oh my gosh, what is burning? And yeah, pause it and then figure yeah, out what's going on. The entire house was filled with smoke. The chicken pot on the bottom was black. and the, But the chicken itself was not black. I don't know. I've done this a hundred times. What would you tell me what you were saying before we even started recording that you felt like some things are trying to prevent us from even doing this podcast? Oh, yeah, I know. I've, I've said it before that I don't know what it is, but I feel like whatever, whatever doesn't want me to do the podcast in a sense for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Who the heck knows at this point? Um, 
So, and just right before we started the podcast again, there were saying technical issues on my computer. We have been doing Not Your Average Conversation podcast, which is the other podcast. We've used the same thing, same equipment for how long now? Two months? Mm. One episode a week? Yeah. It has never once told me failure to save, lost signal, whatever, whatever. And it just did it then. What the heck is going on, man? Um, what were you talking about beforehand? Spring Branch. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to talk about a scary story. I'm about to blow some people's minds with this story. Yeah. Anyway, so my parents were coming back from Austin. I called them. I said, hey, um, are you going to be here anytime soon? And, you know, I'm starting to get a little weird. And I had just a weird feeling about it. And so... um. It started, it was pitch black outside, couldn't see anything, and I, it kind of made the house look like there was more people here than none, and uh, the walls, to be honest with you, were paper thin, like you can hear everything outside, and I started hearing footsteps outside, and I said, maybe it's my, you know, my imagination, maybe there is just, hmm, I don't know, like deer, cows, there's a cow that would get loose that would walk on our property, so that's what I thought. And I hear the dogs kind of get alert. And I'm like, oh, crap, you know. And uh, everything starts accelerating. Like, I start hearing more footsteps. I thought I heard a couple of people talk, whatever. And then I started hearing beating on the trailer. Like, someone was just knocking, like, right? And it's, like, surrounding the whole trailer. Like, we had a pretty long trailer, and I could hear knocks from, like, the bathroom in my parents' room, which is on the opposite side. I could hear knocks near my bedroom. I can hear knocks all around, and they started getting closer and closer to the, like, area where the room was that I was staying in. And so I was like, you know what? There's no windows. I could just stay. And then, honestly, the trailer was kind of poorly made, and I was like, literally, if someone wanted to ramsack into the trailer, just run and run into the trailer, I could totally see the trailer just, like, caving in. Right? So I started getting worried, and I was like, do I call Isaac to leave work to come? But then again, that's 30 minutes out, or 15 to 30 minutes out. I was like, um, I called my dad. He said he's on his way. And I was like, hurry, because I don't know what's outside. And then all of a sudden, the bang started getting louder, right? And I called my grandmother, petrified. And my grandmother's in a whole nother state. She can't, like, just magically come over here. So I stayed on the phone with her, but the bang, she heard the banging. The banging was getting loud, and I could hear people talking. And they were getting closer and closer to the doors, because we had a back door and a front door. And I could hear laughing, and the dogs were, like, barking and everything. And then, like, within 30 minutes of that, you know, I started, I, like, ran into the kitchen and grabbed, like, I don't know, knives. Because I was like, well, at least I can put up a fight, you know, and somehow get out there. But it sounded like multiple people, so that's what worried me, because it sounded like multiple people outside. And I was like, what the heck, you know, I didn't hear it. Uh, past that point, I didn't hear anybody's voice, but it was the banging and the and stuff and so that continued on for a while and then my parents I could see I went past my the front door and I could see lights from the highway and I knew it was my parents and so <clears throat> the the stuff stopped right and I remember telling my dad I was like hey you know he looked around the property didn't see anything it was at night and the reason why what freaked me out and made me start going oh my god what what is this is because Earlier, a couple of days before this, we 
went to look in the woods, right? We just went to the very top of it. And I remember I freaked out because I saw a circle with, like, animal skulls and stuff like that. Like, to me, it looked like sacri- like the sacrifice circle type of thing. And I was like, holy crap. And we would always see, like, some, like you know, it was always... I didn't want to scare myself or scare my sisters. And you would sometimes see people run in the woods. Like, just, like, as quick, like like run like someone running like looking at them running when you see them and i remember i always felt watched in that place like i remember i was swinging on we had like a makeshift swing where my dad tied the rope and the wooden plank kind of thing and we were swing and i remember i would always kind of like see like feel like people were watching and so the the next morning my dad went and there was a bunch of beer cans that were not ours because no one in my house drinks all over the place like in the woods near that circle that circle was still there the um, there was they were in our trash can so I don't know if that was kind of like maybe weird people in the woods but for sure that was a freaky situation and that, that just ties into the whole fact that that place was creepy as hell yeah, like the times that your sister saw yourself walking to her. Oh room my god, that, the the same house. Yeah. What the freaking heck? A doppelganger. Yeah. yeah. So one of my younger sisters said she saw me and she said I was very like like monotone, like almost like like well that's the voice, but I mean like I was very like still and I just kind of like walked from one room to another, and she was like Megan, Megan, and I didn't. I she said I just continued to walk and. Just didn't see anything. And then I came out and said, hey, what did, what did you need? And, but I came from behind her. Mm. She goes, what the freak? Were, weren't you just in that room? I like literally just saw you walk in that room. And I said, no. Mm-mm. I was in the, the room that, that had no windows. That room. The TV room. And yeah. So that house was just. And the closet. I used to. I put it to you this way. Like, I don't know if it has a lot to do with the sensitivity. But I always feel like closets freak me out closets and hallways dude they just I can't with them and so another precaution I used to always take was I used to always put stuff in front of my closet so it couldn't open and I would just move it when I needed something out of my closet and I would try to use dressers as much as possible but yeah yeah uh speaking on that uh when we were dating mm-hmm. and we were one of the nights that I stayed over um you were sleeping mm-hmm. we were in, we were in your bed I remember mm-hmm. that and your TV was set up because I, I was awake at night and you were sleeping, so I was mm-hmm. there to, just to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your TV was set up on a, on a TV stand next next to your closet, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there watching TV or laying there, and I slip over and I see your closet handle on your door rattle like someone's trying to open it from the inside. Oh my gosh! Right, and I looked at it and I was like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay," and I, I was about to turn back to the TV and it did it again. I was like, "Is one of her sisters in there or something?" Only happened twice, never happened Ugh, again. I get the heebie-jeebies thinking about right. it. Oh, my God. But funny enough, you talk about the stuff that happened in the houses. My experience of the paranormal is yet to be explained, yet to be why. Ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, to be to actually uh, clarify that paranormal has followed me around. My brother is going to attest to it. My mom says nothing's ever happened. But on our ranch that we lived in when we were kids mm-hmm. was a about... 30 acres. I don't know what size of an acre is. It was big. It was more than about three football fields of length and width 
in a circular radius, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about 100 yards to walk from uh, the house that I stayed at to my grandparents' house. So mm -hmm. gauge that distance and about maybe 200 yards from the house to my uncle who lived farther. You're standing on the front door to the right. And it was all fenced over, right? Um, so he had a big old area of land, not a lot of trees, except for my uncle's area. He had like, most of the trees on the, on the ranch, but the experiences I had on that ranch alone, oh, I, I could write a book on it, but I want to talk about a few ones. Now we lived in a trailer, very small. Some of the stuff I've heard one night I was a kid and was laying on my bed and our bed was set at the front of the trailer and we had a big window there. I remember one time I was sleeping, I heard like these heavy footsteps, like hooves, right? And uh, we have cattle, right? A few cows, my grandfather did. And I thought it was that, right? Walking near our house. Because sometimes he'd get away from his, his place and walk over to ours. Um, but whatever it was, blocked out the moonlight that was shooting through the window as it passed, right? Mm -hmm. This is one, one experience. <laughs> Don't take pictures, what are you doing? <laughs> Instagram picture, sorry. All right, not paying attention. You see him. Um, there's a time that me and my brothers one night uh, wanted to, we were bored during the summer, during school, wanted to do something. So we got a, our cheap 90s handheld camera, and we were like, let's go explore, let's go look at the backstory. Um, this is another story. I'll go back to what I just said in a minute. Um, when we were kids, there was this house or trailer barn, actually, that was on the other side of the fence through maybe 50 yards of grass, and it was just sitting there. No connection to anyone's house. I don't think anybody owned it. It looked like it got burned down, right? Mm -hmm. It had windows. It almost looked like an old school building, now that I think about it, but it had a big, giant front door like a barn. So, basically, what it kind of looked like. Um... And we always got told by our uncles that, oh, a witch lives there or something, right? Yeah. I guess it's to keep us from going over there. Yeah, that's freaking creepy, though. So we wanted to see if it was real, or true at least. So me and my brothers, I had to be, and I'm the oldest, so I had to be like nine or ten. And of course, my youngest, second youngest brother, he was a year younger than me, and then my youngest brother about three years. So he was like five or six. So we crawled over the fence, and we are going over, and we maybe got, I don't know, 20 yards away from the house, right here. <laughs> oh, my. Like your your typical cartoony witch cackle. Loud. Maybe someone playing a prank. Well, that I think about when I'm older, yeah, but it was loud, right? It could have been your uncle. But here's the thing. There's no one out there. Yeah, that's There's so no neighbors. We would have had any neighbors at the time. There was no one there, right? Mm -hmm. And this is like afternoon, too. So it was, it was, it was, it was well lit, but not like 100% lit. And we hear that, and we just haul ass back to our house, right? Yeah, I would. It's free. So, fast forward. Back to my original point, story or stuff. We're teenagers. I think I was 17. Gabe was probably 15 or 16. Elijah was like 13. Mm -hmm. um, we, we uh, one night late, we were up late. So, we walked out of the house, parents asleep. Um, got the handheld camera. I think Elijah was handling the camera, me and Gabe. Uh, one of us picked up with my dad's machete. I grabbed his axe, and we are going to go back over there. This is night. Right, and see if it was real. So we get to the same spot. Now, basically, you would walk down our road, and the road goes from basically goes to a dirt road that goes down and it leads out basically to the highway. So it's about a straight turn and then another turn, and each, 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 I guess, length before turn is about 
50 yards, let's say. I'm just estimating here. So it's a good amount of distance from our land to the ranch. You could see it if you're standing tall enough on a hill, right? So it's not that like that far away, but it's pretty far away. Anyway, that's besides the point. So we're walking outside the road with fences in the same spot we we crossed when we were kids. Same barns there. Hasn't moved. Um, no neighbors still. And he's handling his handheld camera. Gabe is a little he's a little further ahead of me, right? And there's and there's woods on the side of a house, all behind it in the back of our house and two, and it's woods. And yet you walk farther enough down the road before the woods stop and the clearing is where we cross to walk through to get to the place where you can see it, right? So he's ahead of me. I'm still walking. Lies behind me with a camera. He stands, second uh, brother uh, Gabe, he's farther than me. He's looking out to the field and he's frozen. He's standing out there staring. I go, Gabe, what is it? And he just points. And when I get past the woods enough to see into the clearing, what I see is a white figure, a man, or a, a, it looked like a guy, right? Figure, it's completely naked, right? But their skin looks like, like rotted. Ew. Right? And I, I, I could barely see oh it because of that. it was probably half moon at the time. And what I saw mostly was him like turning around, whatever it was, just like stepping and turning around in the opposite direction, like walking back to the barn that's burned with supposedly a witch lives in, right? He pointed. Obviously, Gabe was frozen in fear when he pointed. Elijah, they get crap on camera. Oh my <laughs> He's gosh. a bad cameraman. Um, but he saw it, then I saw it, and we both said, Rod! And Elijah, of course, didn't see nothing, so he didn't know what was going on. He just ran with us. Gabe described what he saw, I described what I saw, Elijah had no idea, right? God. That is just us. Now, Couple of years later, right? I tell the story to my friends in high school and stuff like that. Granted, we live in a small ass town, so where I lived on the ranch was about fifteen minutes outside of the small town. Mm-hmm. So you had to drive in darkness, right? Because I would see that on boonies, no street lamps, right? Mm-hmm. So you drive from one point to the highway, in, down the the twisty, windy roads and the back roads and stuff like that to the ranch where I lived on. Nothing but darkness, right? So, no street lamps or nothing. So, friends would would have to... I didn't have a car. So, they, they would have to... If you want me to go hang out with them at their house on the weekends or something like that, they would have to pick me up and take me over there. Two good friends at that time, right? It was Matt and Steven. And both had experiences coming to this ranch, right? Nice. First one, Steven. Steven dropped me off one time. Uh, I think we were, we were at a church van practice. Mm-hmm. That was a church van at the time. And I told him, hey, I can stay late, but I need a ride home. Fine. So we stayed a couple hours later practicing. Then he took me home in his car, uh, dropped me off. And I've told him these stories before. So he was already like, oh, I don't want to stay here longer than I have to, right? Mm-hmm. It's all freaked yeah. out stuff. So he drops me off, right? Like I said, there's a 50-yard road, and then you take a turn, and then you take another turn. And where that field is, where you go walk towards his place, uh, to the the ranch. There's a more open field and uh, basically there's no, there's no trees. There's a big open area field that's not our land. That's just there. And then it goes in the woods on the opposite sections, right? So he's making that turn. He makes that turn and, and then the final turn to the road is stretched. It goes all the way straight and until it turns into the highway or the, the basically the roads that lead to the highway. Um, he looks to his left and he sees in that field. Mind, this is about 200 yards away from the house, mm-hmm. sees in the field the white 
person standing oh there. Oh my god. He says it he said it, it exactly how he described it. A white man bald, right? Skin looked rotted. Um you couldn't see the eyes or face or anything like that. You basically saw a white figure just standing there. He was standing there and you could see him because it was about full moonish, half moon, so it's enough moonlight to see him. And he saw him standing out there in the field. So he always asked on the road. He says he uh, ruined his shocks. <laughs> he told me the next day at school. That was Steven. Right? Now, Matt's experience, nothing to do with the white guy. Still scary on its own. So it was one of these times. It was uh, Saturday, and we always went to church the next day on Sunday. Because um, we were youth group kids, and you know we did stuff like that. Yeah. But And I played in the uh, church band in the, on Sunday mornings. So we were, me and Matt Steve were hanging out at his place, Steven's place. And uh, he said, hey, do you want to spend a night over? You know, because we're all hanging out, we're having fun. And I was like, yeah, but I would need clothes for tomorrow, being Sunday. And I also need to get my gear, my base stuff, right? So he's like, okay, I'll take you home. You'll pick it up, right? So all three of them in our car, Steven's <laughs> telling Matt about the stuff, right? I'm telling my stories, right? As we're going there, right? Oh, gosh. So that doesn't help at all, at all. And I pull up to my house. It's dark, right? And me and Steven get out. Matt stays in the car. I'm like, hey, you sure you don't want to come in, right? He's like, nah, I'm cool. I'll, I'll stay here. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. He's in the back seat, mind you, right? No, no, no. Yeah, he, sorry, sorry. He was in the front seat. He was shotgun. I was in the back seat. That's right. He was in the front seat shotgun. I said, you sure you don't want to come in? Okay, whatever. So me and Steven walk up to my house. Poor slight not on, Right? Because it was dark out there. I don't know why my mom didn't turn the porch light on. Walk on my porch. Go to the front door. Come in. Steven says, hey, to my mom. Hey, what's going on? I ask her, hey, can I stay over at Steven's place tonight so we can go to church in the morning? Mm-hmm. And Steven's like, yeah, Mrs. Sanchez, I'll give him a ride home. Right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you just need your clothes and stuff? Yeah. So I, I grab my base. Um, and my brother's in the room. And I'm putting my stuff together. I'm getting, like, whatever I need for tomorrow and all that. And, um... We were probably in the house for maybe 10 minutes, maybe less, right? It wasn't that long that I was there. And I think Steven chatted with Gabe for a little bit, and that was about it. And we leave, right? I have my base, I have my stuff. And we walk up to the car, and Matt is now in the back seat, freaking the hell out. So we stop right there. Sorry, I forgot to mention something else. As we were leaving at the house, I turned the porch light on so we know where we're going when we leave, mm-hmm. not walking in darkness. Get to the car. Matt's in the backseat. Freaked out. My face on his lip. Goes, what's wrong? He's like, get in the car. He's like, what? Get in the fucking car now. I was like, all right. So I just throw my base stuff and my all stuff in his trunk closed. And as we're driving away, he tells us while we're in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting in the front seat, you heard a hoof stump, right? Like a horse or a cow next to the car. And I told him about the cattle we have. So he thought maybe a cow was next to the car. Didn't see anything. Then he heard another hoof stomp. In the distance, then again next to the car, then in the distance. Matt was freaking out, so he got in the back seat. Like, well, I don't want to be close to the door if anything fucking happens. And it goes again. And then he uh, starts getting freaked out about it. So he like he lays down, make sure no one can see him or anything like that. And then he hears like something go tap next to the car and like a, a nail scratch. Like, oh, next my. to the car, and he's freaking out. He's like his head's like in a fetal position. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And he was about, he said he was about to start honking the horn as I turned the porch light on. And we were walking out. Right? Oh, my God. 
while he's telling this, as we're driving back to uh, Stephen's house, right? He's, we're driving back to his house. Um, <laughs> dark, mind you, right? So all we see is just headlight and, and road. Uh, he kept saying, why are the deer staring at us? Why are they staring at us, right? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I look at all the deer, because there's a lot of deer out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had I a habit remember, of right? hitting deer consistently. All the deer out there were just stopping the side of the road and staring at us. Oh, my God. Get the hell like, out of here. Like, we kept driving, and every single time we saw one, they would stop and stare at us as we drove by, right? That's the freaky part. Now, that's fr- the freakiest part of it all is when we got back to Stephen's house, we checked his car to see if there was any scratches, and there was one. <gasps> one long scratch, like, done by, like, a nail almost from from the front of his car to about the front, the edge of the door. Oh, it was I tiny you, enough. I bet you he never drove you. Oh, yeah. They never came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never came back to the fucking right. Uh, 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 they never came back during the night. It was only during the yeah. day. Right. I think we fed up that on Rob, uh, one of my other friends. He gave me the rides home. But then I got a car later on, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, like I said, I had. And then my friends had as well. And that's just, that. that's a small 2% of the experience that I've had on that ranch. Gosh. So just a long, long No, story. to be honest with you, like, there's a couple of times when, like, I would go with you to get your stuff over an hour. One oh five. That's fine. This is um, going to be a long episode anyway. Yeah. Um, there was, like, I would always get an eerie feeling. Only at well, night, though. Only, only no, but there was sometimes, like, you would go to get your stuff at the uh, ranch, and you would park right outside. Like, Not the that you would stay in the car because yeah. you want to see my mom. No, it wasn't that you wanted to see You him. were shy, I know. No, you're not your mom. The house. The ranch. No, that's right. We were dating. I wasn't actually... No, that's another thing, too. Um, when we were dating, I wasn't living with my... In that house anymore. I was living... Uh, my grandfather and my uncles built this 100% concrete building because um, he had 10 kids, right? So he had to make more rooms other than the small trailer that he had for the original, like kids he had. So he had like 10 kids. He had to build another whole building strictly just bedrooms and bathrooms, right? So it was like three room, two bedrooms on the, the bottom floor with like two living rooms and he would take the stairs to go up and there was three four bedrooms on, uh, on the upstairs. So uh, when I went to live on my own went to go live with my friend uh, Rob for a little bit. Didn't last long because I couldn't afford the rent. So I moved, not technically back to my parents, but I moved in one of those rooms that my grandmother had Go on the waste. No one ever used them. I think she used them for when we had like relatives over for Christmas and stuff, and that's where they would stay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, excuse me. So I took one of the rooms, and eventually Gabe, my other brother, took one of the rooms. My voice is going bad. He drinks some water. <clears throat> so I took one of the rooms, and he took one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. So I had a big room, I remember. And I think that's one reason I didn't even up there. The experiences I had in that room. Like, no, like I told you, enough. Like, and, he, and Gabe also had experiences in his room. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is my grandparents' place. That ranch alone has so many weird shit. It's oh, I was gonna tell you one experience I had. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I was half awake between awake and asleep. I told you, sleep schedule was messed up. When I worked overnight, but I was on my side, and I was my where the bed was is that if you're laying on your side towards off the bed, right, not in the bed, off the bed. You'd be facing the front door mm-hmm. or the door. So that's where I was facing. 
and I had a little nightstand and had a lamp right right next to me. And the best way to kind of explain like that, the way that that building was set up was more so like apartments or like yeah, it's kind of like an apartment. hotels that the door is outside. Like if you walked out, that's one bad thing I always hate my grandfather did with that place is that if I walk out my bedroom door, I'm outside technically. Granted, there's a roof, there's a concrete hallway, but you're outside the element. So whatever the temperature is outside, you experience it. It's, it's cold. Yeah, so I had to walk later from there to the bathroom. Yeah. Outside, technically, right? Granted, it was covered and all that. But, so, that's how that comes laid out. But me looking at the door, right? Um, I hear someone say, get up. Get up, right? And I was like, what? I was, like, I was half awake. And when I opened my eyes, it looked like a girl from Victorian time, but she was black. Every inch of her was black. Her clothes were black. Ew. Her skin was black. Everything was black. And she goes, get up! It slams my nightstand. And that's why my eyes actually wake Holy up. Holy crap. That gives me chills. Oh my god. It like slams the nightstand. That's when I wake up. And as I'm waking up, I see like my bottles on the nightstand like vibrating. Like something just hit it. I was wow. like, what the? I was freaked out. And I asked Gabe about it. And he goes, oh, you saw her too? And I was like, what are you talking about? I saw her too. Oh he goes, yeah, he said he saw something like that in his room when he was up one late playing video games in the corner of his eye because she was standing at the, at the door. Because the way his room was set up, his TV was set up, so he was sitting and the door was to his left. Mm. But he said he saw her standing in front of the door. He turned and of course she was gone. But you can see her in her side peripheral vision. The way I described it, he described it. Ew, I get chills. That's freaking creepy. <laughs> Uh yeah, that was Ugh. that was that one experience. I um, think I would cry. That's just uh. then there's the other time. I think it was it was New Year's Eve because I remember my uh my mom's my uh my grandmother on my mom's side and her uh, that family, my cousins, uncles on that side of the family. Because where we lived was my dad's side of the family. Yeah. So my mom's side of the family, they would live in San Antonio, and they would come on Fourth of July. New Year's Eve to pop fireworks because they couldn't do it in the city and they could do it out here in the boonies, but no one's mm-hmm. going to see it or hear it. Um, they were over there and I remember this is why I was living up there in the room. And then before we started dating too, because I don't remember you being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were over there and uh, I was I was doing my hair, right? I, I used to spike my hair. I still do. Spike my hair up and stuff like that. Yeah. But I had to do it in the bathroom. So to keep the, uh, basically to keep the bugs out, I would close the door mm-hmm. while I was in the bathroom doing my hair and I heard someone knock at the bathroom door. Me thinking my brother or my cousins coming over and say, hey, or something, right? Like, hey, what are you doing? I open the door. No one's there, right? Mm-hmm. Did I hear something? Whatever. Close the door. Again, someone knocks at the door. Open it. No one's fucking there. So I look down the stairway, because if you look at the bathroom door, you can see the stairs that go down the lead. Yeah, yeah. The basic downstairs, so you can get from one point to the other. Um, walk down the stairs a little bit, look. No one's there. I looked down the hallway thinking someone's playing a trick on me about to jump out and scare me. Hey, what are you guys doing, right? Nothing. Close the door, go back, nothing ever happens. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> until that time that my uh, uncle uh, felt a witch on his uh, chest when he was sleeping. Get out of here. You're not going to make me want to go there ever again. Like Now, I don't know if he was joking with me or not, because the way he described it was fucking freaky shit. And Mexican folklore, a bruja, right, which is Spanish for witch, could turn into a chicken. A giant chicken, right? Interesting. It's weird. It it, it actually 
actually is connected to Russian folklore, which the witch uh, has a house with chicken legs. All right, none of you heard those stories. No, it's creepy as hell, though. Yeah, apparently in Mexican folklore, Bruja witch can transform into a chicken or a giant one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tells me, which this room that he was sleeping in, mind you, my uncle was the room that was adjacent to mine. Like, there was a door connecting their two rooms, my room and that room, oh. right? But I had a dresser blocked in that front of that door, so no one could ever access or use it, or never bust in there when I'm, like, sleeping or something. So I had it there. So I never knew what happened in that room. But he said when he was sleeping in that room, and that room's very small, hella small, like, enough room for my bed, a dresser, and that's about it, right? And you got your window, and you got your front, you got your door, you lead out, right, basically. He said he was sleeping, and he felt something sitting on his chest. Ew. Right, and he woke, wakes up, and he sees like an old woman sitting on his chest. Freaks out, pushes her off, and he said when he got up to chase, like who the fuck this was? When he basically opened his door, um, he heard like pop, 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 like chicken feet running. Right, that's how he described it. And he, he before he got down the stairs, it, he he didn't ever saw it, but that's what he heard running away in the ground. What? Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not... No, there's no way. You know what's weird, though? Huh. I try to look up, like... Because the, the Blanco was old. The mm-hmm. town I lived in, right? Yeah. When I was a kid. That's by the way of any... Blanco, Texas, where I lived when I was a kid. That ranch I lived on was in Blanco, Texas, but... Uh, it's The main town was, like, center point, and then I was about 15 minutes out of it. But mm-hmm. still Blanco County, in all technicality. Anyway... Blanco itself is very old. Um, been around since like those pictures of like early 1800s and stuff like that. Oh, it was yeah. established. Yeah. So I try to look like was something on this land that was cursed or had some weird shit happen or anything, right? Didn't find anything. But what I found is that when you drive up to my place, of course, the turns, the one, two, three turns, right? Mm-hmm. Go straight, turn right, then turn left, and then you basically come up to my ranch. Yeah. There's a big tree. But the fence line is, right? And one fence line, it's not on our side of the fence, it's on the other side of the fence, whoever's landed that is. So when you're driving up, you basically used to be a cattle park there. You drive up, you pass, and you drive, you drive into the entrance to my, my family's ranch. Mm-hmm. There's a big old tree to the right, right? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that tree one day when I was near it. I was walking over there, and I could mm-hmm. see one of the limbs, the biggest branch that was extended out, had this weird indention in it, right? Mm-hmm. One of the branches, the big one, had this weird, almost like where a rope used to be. Yeah. That basically was worked for, like, forever, right? Mm-hmm. So that tree basically was a branch, and then it had, like, a ring of an indention in it, and it was a branch. And I, looked, I thought to myself, what, what could cause that? Well, years of using a rope on that tree. This is Texas, mm-hmm. right? This is the South. What would they use a branch like that in the middle of nowhere before oh, my grandfather bought that land? To hang people. To hang people. What the fudge? Right? That's my first thought. It, it, oh it looked God. like it hasn't been used. That branch that was like, wherever that indention was, was growing over, but it was still there. That is scary as hell. Freaky. Because when my grandfather bought the land and stuff like that, there was nothing out there. Yeah. So they could easily use that. Someone could use it to hang people from. Yeah. It, it, I mean. It's... That's my only possible conclusion of why there's so much weird shit that ever happened on that ranch. It's crazy. And if anyone's listening and want to go to it, I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> creepy. Don't worry about it. Creepy, creepy. 
Uh, funny enough, on that same place where I live is where I have that alien experience. Oh my At least I thought it was. Right. Why are you telling me to wrap up? Because it's like an, almost an we hour. We said it's going to be a long episode. I know, but that's more I got to edit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so. No, okay. The one alien... Save some stuff. I'm going to talk about the one alien experience. Okay. Right. Uh, driving back. This all worked overnight. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was driving back from work because where I worked was about 30 minutes from my place. Yeah. So I was driving back and it was, it's nighttime, right? I think I got off early. And I was going down a, a road and behind me, behind the car, I guess maybe 10 feet above the car, behind me, floating enough for me to see in my rearview mirror, this ball of light. And it followed me for a good, like, 15 minutes. Where I turned, it followed. And it stayed in that same position, like, right behind the car, above. Right? The hell was it? I don't know. That's the only thing that's, like, I don't know if it's supernatural or alien, but that was just weird. It was just like a ball of light well, left bright enough for me to see. Well, um, when we start kind of digging into local lore, there's a lot. And when I was doing research on North Carolina's, like, legends, lore, all that, because there's a lot of history with North Carolina. Um, Brown Mountain Lights. Yeah. Brown Mountain. Yeah, I don't... You keep talking about one go to Asheville. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, there's some spooky stuff. I don't know why I want to go there either. There's like woods everywhere, and that kind of like but, I said, um, woods freak me out. Woods yeah. hallways, closets freak me out. <laughs> uh, any place abandoned, I would say. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I was just talking to someone about that recently. Like, if you really want to go, like abandoned amusement parks scared the fudge. Like, I can't even watch. There's that one I want to visit. It's actually near here. Oh my god. It's the the, the abandoned um. Uh, it's in Maryland, I think. The abandoned uh, uh, Wizard of Oz amusement park. No, Asheville. Is it Asheville? It's in Asheville, okay. buddy. Okay, I can remember. I know it's near us. Yeah, I think that's yeah, Wizard yeah, of Oz. Was, yeah. yeah, Wizard of Oz abandoned park that they tried to build, but they abandoned it. Abandoned it. Now it's just there in the middle of the woods somewhere you can find it. But the, you know what's weird? They open it up once a year for people to come and look. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Spooky. Go on, go on, uh, just, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. No, amusement parks freak me out. I can't even watch videos. I tried watching videos like on YouTubers because there's YouTubers that specifically go to like abandoned. That's stuff. what I, I kind of want to do is like uh, it's called um, urban exploring. Ugh, freaky right? though. Yeah. I always want to do it just to find weird places. Weird. Anyways, <laughs> we told you an hour worth of experiences. Oh, we got plenty more. Yeah. So um, we don't want to give away every story because. Um, but um. Let me uh, draw from the haunted jar of topics. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what this is. Oh, that's probably the next subject to talk about huh. with this paranormal thing. Uh, paranormal investigating. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about paranormal investigating. So a lot of like... Next episode of paranormal yeah, investigating. Yeah. Episode two is going to be paranormal investigating. And we're going to kind of dive into like some of the most haunted places like actual evidence that people have found like what evidence paranormal our favorite paranormal investigators show and then stacks it a couple times i actually have done it yeah i've never paranormal investigated and to be honest with you i am not sure if i want to <laughs> just because of like for instance like sometimes when i, I talk about paranormal or like I, I figured out like when i talk to people about paranormal i have really bad headaches and i don't know if it's like the stress that is consciously there from doing all that but, uh, yeah. So, 
in conclusion, this is our first episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we have many more with this podcast, Hidden in the Shadows. Uh, follow us on our Instagram right now. Um, right yeah, now. we're yeah. working on, hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have like a Twitter, a Facebook, a Snapchat, a TikTok, maybe. What? No, I I saw some TikTok. Apparently, there's TikToks. Yeah. Like everyone gives gives TikToks a bad rap yeah, because of it. If it's it's like people use it for dance videos. Yeah, and like 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 I don't know, like weird stuff. But there's actually like cooking videos on there. There's hacks. There's Whatever. creepy stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll start one where we give you facts and stuff. But pay attention because. Uh, I'm going to start going on Instagram stories and start talking about like haunted locations and like paranormal evidence that people have found and stuff like that. So, and also stay, actually, never mind, because this is going to air after I put it on Instagram stories. No, um, yeah. So, when we, I'm going to, I think we're going to This try, is what, one of three episodes releasing? Yeah. Yeah. On the launch. Um, so, you listen I, to this one, you got two more. You can listen to, yeah. So, yeah. Um, which next one being paranormal investigation. Yes. And then, well, like we said, after end, end of that episode, we'll draw for the next one. So, yeah. And also, um, we don't have them right now, but we're going to get them fairly soon. And that is actual stickers. We want to know your feedback, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like, and we'll send you a free sticker. Yeah. When we get for the other one too. Um, this podcast is all about paranormal, but our other podcast, me and you have, mm-hmm. is everything. From movies, wise, yeah. fun movies, stuff like that, and we try to make it more funny and laugh, yeah, friendly stuff. Yeah, laugh friendly. It's not as serious as this one. No, talking about pirates. Yeah, <laughs> this one I wouldn't listen to in the dark. The other one, yeah, yeah, my stories alone. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll catch you weirdos in the uh, the next one. Yep. Have a spooky rest of your time. <laughs> I couldn't think of a line. I'm sorry. Later. I'm not as cool. <laughs>